you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin and welcome back to this week's episode of Podiatry Marketing. With me today is my co-host, Big Jim Mack. How are you doing today, Jim? Fantastic, Tyson. Uh, uh, you know, feeling bigger and better than ever, so. <laughs> I think every time I see you, are you getting a bigger chair? You're getting taller on the camera. Yeah, maybe the beard's getting a little bit bigger. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, if I could grow one like that. Um, <laughs> you, you probably have, what, haven't shaved for 24 hours and you've probably got that. <laughs> yes, that rugged, uh, unkept look that I just, uh, no, it's, it's been a couple of days for sure. Yeah, I've got this uh, <laughs> friend that we know, Som, and when we were in Arizona, he shaved off his beard because we were doing this spy craft stuff. So he, had, he was changing his, just how his, his appearance, shaved his beard off. And his wife just jokingly said, oh, don't worry, it'll, it'll be back by dinner tonight. <laughs> it, just, it just grows it so fast. So anyway, anyway, we're not here to talk about grooming today, even though if people want grooming tips, please let us know, send us an email. Uh, so Jim, what's, what's today's topic? Today we're going to be talking about uh, investing in solutions versus paying for services. Ooh, this is a tricky one. I'm looking for, okay, where, where are we starting on this? Yeah, so I'd say like, you know, uh, this, this starts because this is something I hear a lot whenever uh, people reach out to me. Obviously, I'm someone that provides marketing services. Um, you know, I like to think of more like salute, like kind of custom made solutions that really help people, um, you know, identify uh, what they try, they're trying to achieve in their practice. So it kind of starts by I, I'll get an email from someone that's either listened to this podcast, found me through Google, and they'll say, hey, do you do do you build websites? Do you do do you write blog posts? Because I need someone that does this thing. Yeah. And while I, these are things that I do, I really categorize when people are asking for that. They're really asking like, do you do this service? And I don't think it's a bad question, but I think sometimes there's a lot of there's kind of like some baggage that comes along. You know, like tell me your price. Like how much do you do blog posts for? Um, usually, kind of comes from an era where they. You know, podiatrists are really great about taking care of feet and ankles, orthotics. Some are knowledgeable about, about marketing, yeah. but some podiatrists have, like, I would say, a surface level understanding of what marketing is or like digital marketing is. And, you know, they know that this tactic is supposed to do something. So they need to go find a person to do that tactic. So, like, that's where it kind of starts off of instead of, you know, what it, what's all available out there and what's going to work. To really, you know, what's the overall plan or the options I have to kind of achieve a clinical goal, as opposed to like, you know, what what is this one service you can provide for me? So that's kind of where we're gonna kind of tackle today. So you sort of when when someone comes to talk to you, like you'll say that they 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 think they so it's almost like they want one thing, but you know they need something else. So they say, oh, I want SEO, but you go, I know you need a bigger solution than just just look at the SEO or just doing a new website or just patching up uh, something. Right, exactly. So I think sometimes podiatrists have like a surface level understanding of digital marketing, but also it comes from maybe they had one or two pre uh, previous like marketing agencies, right? Yeah. And th those were the services that they were provided by those agencies and maybe they're not happy with them anymore or want to try something different. So they know they need those things. But what sometimes happens is that like, if that unless that agency had like a really comprehensive and like you know coordinated plan that is like really focused on a clinical outcome whether it's seeing new kind of you know new specific kind of patient maybe it's you know doing like fee for service instead of insurance plans 
you know, it's very rare that it's tied to actually uh, to a specific goal that the clinic sees as important. You know, it's always like get 50 new patients this month or it's like it's very like I would say it's almost like kind of a FOMO, like, you know, I'm selling you on these types of services yeah. to get you a lot of these things. Um, but it may not be exactly the thing the podiatry clinic ultimately wants if they could say, you know, if they took time to think about uh, what they want as a clinic. So that's kind of that first step is like a little bit of knowledge can be kind of dangerous. You know, you've heard of blogging, you've heard of Google ads, you've heard of all of these tactics and you just want that thing. But, you know, you're kind of overlooking that it has to be kind of a comprehensive plan. So some people don't want to spend time planning or really do the hard work of thinking about what they need before they jump in and start taking action. Yeah, I think that happens a lot because I mentioned to you uh, before pressing record that sometimes I'll get a podiatrist that'll approach me and say, oh, I need more, more, I want more patients, more new patients. I go, okay, and they go, I go, why? And they go, oh, we've been, we've been stagnant for the last three to five years. The clinic hasn't really grown. I'm going, okay, so do you really need more new patients so that you can treat them poorly as well? Wouldn't it be better to try and find out what's happened with your existing patients tidy that whole thing up and find the solution to the problem and then when you bring on your new patients you're going to be able to service them far far better and and it's going to be better for your business so it's that same thing they and i think like you said there's so many marketing places out there that'll say hey download this thing here and you'll attract 45 new patients next month no i think that's a perfect example i think you know it's it, it feels better to take action in, in some ways, right? Like you feel like you're being proactive, you're doing things, but yeah. it's really that level of discovery uh, of having, you know, one or two conversations. It doesn't have to be months of like discovery. It's like one or two like in-depth conversations. And a lot of these questions are why questions, you know, like why do you want more blog posts? You know, why, like, why do you want this thing? And a lot of times we'll be like, well, that's what I heard that works, you know, yeah. or like, that's what I read. That's what XYZ marketing agency told me that I needed. So now I'm going to go find like the cheapest way to get that done, that, that service. And, and while like, you know, I know some people starting off, you know, are price sensitive and I'm not trying to say that like you have to spend like tens of thousands of dollars on this, but at the same time, like, you know, unless you're asking why, you know, like, why do you want more blog posts? Well, I want more of a specific type of patient. You know, it doesn't take like, 10 whys maybe it's you know two to four why questions to get down to the meat of actually what you're trying to achieve and then once you figure out that that level of discovery then it's time to like not just jump into like okay i know what i want now i'm just gonna go do one a one-off thing right like it's not like i know i want more sports medicine patients so like let's just go do this one thing and then ignore your website, your social, like all the things that you're already doing, it has to be kind of a, a coordinated effort. Yeah, now it makes a lot of sense. And I hope anyone that's listening to this understands what it is that we're saying, that you can't just, everything you do in marketing is, is a big picture to it. And, and coming back to you know, your why, not why you have the business, but what is it that you're trying to actually achieve with every action that you're actually doing. So it was something that... Um, I've been talking about lately with a few people as well. And a lot of times you can have a million ideas too, but it's really getting clear on what is the objective that you, you're trying to get. Once you know the objective, then there might be 10 different things you can do and then it's prioritized what is going to give you the best impact to get what it is that you want. And then it's taking action. 
But you, there's a big thought process first instead of, whereas a lot of people are just jumping in and taking action. I need a blog post. So they'll write a blog post or, Jim, you write it for me. Tyson, write me a blog. <laughs> but, and that's the action, but they've, they've jumped from, they've missed everything else and gone straight to action. Yeah, it's kind of like finding that purpose or that driving motivation that gets people excited about, you know, is it possible to be a sports medicine podiatrist in your local area? Is it possible to have a thriving wound care clinic? A lot of times that's going to be yes, but until you kind of like break that down, like you said, like get down to the core level of why you're practicing in the first place, you know, what's possible in your local area and tying that to like some, you know, definitive goals or objectives, you know, like you could write a, a million blog posts. You could do, a, you know, $5,000 a month of Google ads and you're still not going to be happy in practice, right? So it's like you have to kind of like have that baseline of what you want to do, why you want to do it. And then like you said, you know, just because, you know, you know, once you have that plan in place, maybe it is going to be like something that is multi-year or it's going to take multiple steps. It's not just like we you create a plan and then just do like, you know, 10 things and it's going to be thousands of dollars. There's ways to implement it in a, in a cost-effective, uh, smart way that's going to get the most kind of bang for your buck. If you're not, like you said, if, you know, if, if maybe it's not blog posts, maybe it's something else, but it is having that, you know, being very uh, objective as far as what's going to move the needle based off of kind of what's currently working. And that's the thing that's also tough about any type of marketing or digital things is that it's always changing. You know, it's, it's not a set it and forget it solution for here's the cookie cutter five things you have to do and then it's going to you know generate all of this extra revenue for your practice you have to be able to adapt to your market adapt to the technology adapt to what you want to do adapt to like what patients are willing to pay you for you know there's a lot of kind of ways to um you know test and uh, do things and like you said but it does start from this kind of like creating kind of a coordinated plan instead of just like firing off one-off you know, one-off tactics just because it feels good to take action. You know, you've gone through 15 different things. You don't feel like work because there was never like, you know, the the core of a coordinated plan or a, a clear objective before you kind of got started with things. Yeah, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before. I'm not sure when I was talking about bank robbers. Have I mentioned that? About robbing a bank? A little bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good metaphor though. Yeah, so when it, when it comes to robbing a bank, you can just, you can be the amateur bank robber who puts a, a really crappy stocking over their face and bolts in and they're going to go for the till because they're just going for that low-hanging fruit. It's really simple because that's what everybody else does when they're robbing a bank. They bolt in there and they just go for the easy stuff. But the money is in the vault. It's sitting down and it's strategically planning out what it is you want to do and what it is, what, what is the big goal that you're after. And then it all comes back to just capacity. How much can you carry out? So it's, what you're saying is, the same sort of thing where don't just keep chasing the till you know the 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 bank till drawers is sit down with you and work out how can we really rob that bank properly <laughs> it sounds terrible no, doesn't it <laughs> it sounds terrible but at the same time like uh it's it is one of those things where it it there's so much information being put out there about marketing right like it's not uh it's something that people are being cold called about cold emailed about you know, they hear like, I hear that, you know, XYZ tactic works. Like I hear blog posts are the magic. I hear that creating five different websites, each for each of my practice location is the magic. You know, it's always one of these things. It's like, it, it can, unless you're in a day to day, you get bombarded with these things yeah. and you feel like, oh, that's the thing that's going to work. Um, but, you know, there's only certain things that work at certain times. And if you try to do 
all of the things without having understanding either what works or what your objectives are, you're just going to be kind of spraying and praying and you won't really know what's kind of moving the needle. So it is one of those things by having, you know, working with someone who can create kind of a coherent plan for you um, is a good place to start. But like it's a lot of people just want to jump over that, though. And I don't think that's necessarily it's not really the podiatrist's fault. It's because it's kind of the way that a lot of agencies sell it to people. Mm. Like whenever I work with someone, it's very clear before we do any kind of action, we're going to have kind of a discovery or an audit or, you know, we'll kind of like assess what you've currently done with your website, your marketing, your Google ads. I'm not perfect, but I think, you know, at least, you know, getting a baseline of what's either working or not working and what people are doing really helps people kind of take a quick breath to see, okay, yeah, these are the things that I've done. Like, are there photos on my website that shows me doing the type of care I want to provide? You know, as opposed to like, you know, I've said it a thousand times that like footprints on the beach is like, is that who you are? The, the, the beach, the beach podiatrist, if you're the beach podiatrist, more power to you. But like, you know, having stuff that's relevant for the specific type of patients you want to attract on your website, you know, like I love your line, you know, like does your website, you know, if, you know, you know, if you're being convicted of a crime, is there enough evidence on your website, you know, to convict you of that thing? And that's, that's, that's powerful. And, you know, but I don't necessarily, it's not really the podiatrist's fault though, because they're getting bombarded by it. This is the way people sell to them, right? Like we're going to sell you the package that's like SEO and website and you need these, like these specific things, but those come after the discovery or the plan that's really based off the objectives that people want to make. But I don't, like I said, it's people are being sold to that way. Um, so it's not necessarily the podiatrist's fault, but it's just like they're used to like, you know, buying services and not really like investing time and money in getting towards a solution as opposed to just services. Yeah, and I think it's one of these things where they will they'll see what one podiatrist is doing, and just because it works for one podiatrist doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. They, they've right. got to yeah, they they could be in a completely different area. And and I mentioned this to someone recently too. When I mentioned before about oh, use this email technique or these text messages, and you get forty four yeah, new patients tomorrow. The thing they don't tell you is one in Australia it's illegal. You can't send emails and text messages to people who are not your patients already to try and get them to become a patient. You just can't do that crap. So what they're not telling people is no. What we're going to do is get forty four existing patients coming back. They also don't tell you that. They only work with businesses that are turning over a certain amount of money because they know you need to have a certain amount of patience for this tactic to actually work. They also don't tell you how many do they burn in the process of getting that 44, how many did they annoy? On the surface, it may look enticing and people jump jump all over it, but when you dig deep into it, it's, it's so superficial, it can actually be damaging to your business long-term. I think that's a great point. I think you really have to be... Uh, you know, I think all the things I try to use whenever I'm working with uh, podiatrists is, you know, what are things that are going to, you know, grow the trust in your clinic, you know, you know, kind of project a positive, um, you know, image and, rep, you know, grow the reputation that you have. You know, I think those, you know, things like reviews, you know, showing people that, you know, your local, a good member of the local community, you know, really kind of having a helpful, useful website, things that make, you know, people have kind of good patient interactions with with anything that is you know has your image or you know is, is kind of part of your online presence is hugely important because like you said if you do something scammy like uh I, and i like i <laughs> I'm, I'm maybe a rare marketer but like 
I, I, I would feel bad if I was resulting to those tactics. You know, I like even with I, you know, besides, uh, you know, I do things to market my own business. You know, as podiatry growth, like yeah. that that I'll be proud of. You know, so let alone being kind of given um, the you know the reputation and trust of a clinic that I'm working with. I I, t- I don't take those things lightly. And like you said, sometimes. You know, if someone's trying to squeeze out forty patients or fifty patients, you know, that first month to like, you know, to hook, you know, a podiatrist, um, maybe they see you as a number because a lot of these, you know, providers are really about the numbers and more about, you know, churning through people as opposed to like building long-term kind of mutually beneficial relationships, not only between the podiatrist and the marketer or the provide, person providing the marketing solutions or services, but also with the patient. Because if you lose trust with them, you know, you're, it's like, it's like a double, it's a double whammy because mm. you're, you know, it's just, it's, it's bad, uh, long, it's a bad long-term play uh, all around. Bad juju. Exactly. <laughs> but it's no different to a, a patient walking into your clinic and saying, yeah, I've got really bad ankles. I just came in because I want you to recommend a pair of uh, joggers for me. And the podiatrist would go, well, let's, we need to do more of an assessment. No, no, no. <laughs> My friend got this pair of joggers. I don't know what the brand was, but I thought if I come and see you, because these ankles are really, really bad, that you could tell me what shoe I, I should wear to fix my problem. Right. And then now the podiatrist can get sucked into that and recommend a shoe, the patient buys it and doesn't help because there was more to it than just buying a pair of shoes. This is how podiatrists are going to look at their marketing is they can come to you and say, Jim, write me some blog articles. You write the blogs and they go, didn't bloody work, Jim. You can't write. <laughs> <laughs> and they're blaming you for it not working. But they never addressed the whole underlying problem of, of what is actually required. No, like, no, I think that's a perfect metaphor. It's like you said, like you would never – you know, just jump to the treatment with the patient, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't just like get him in the chair, walk in the room, and say, "I heard your feet hurt. Here's the orthotics." You know, you asked for them, you got them. Yeah. You know, we'll see you next week, and we'll we'll fit them for you or something, or maybe you can do it the same day or something. But you have to have that that history and physical. You have to spend time listening, understanding what you know. What does that patient want to do? You know, are they Eighty years old, and all they want to do is be able to walk to the grocery store or you know play out in the park, you know, very gingerly with their you know their grandkids or something. Like that's what that you know that's setting the bar with that person to do that thing. But maybe it's a twenty-five year old who you know has heel pain and wants to run a marathon in in six weeks or in eight weeks. You know, what are you going to be able to do for that person? So the you know the expectations or what you can offer these different patients is going to really vary. Uh, and you won't know and you know you can't just look at the person and hear what they want from you and, and provide a great service you really need to listen to them examine them you know see what all the options are out there and then pick the ones that are going to be you know getting them to their uh, highest level of, of you know of getting better as quickly as possible but also in a way that you know you feel good about and they feel good about and you built that trust and uh, you're working together as opposed to just like, Give me that orthotic doc, and uh, I'll walk out of your office, and things will be all good. So I think that's a great, uh, a great way to compare things, and a great kind of a, a metaphor for you know how like you know you want to look for someone who's help can help you deliver. You know, someone's going to deliver solutions for you, and you just don't want to like pick out someone that's just going to like do like a minimal amount of service. Well, when you were talking about we were talking about the footwear, and instead of a patient came into you. Podiatrists are far more professional than just say, oh, yeah, well, here's the shoe you should get. But that's the difference between a podiatrist who is a 
foot care professional compared to just going to like the athlete's foot to a shoe shop because that same person could walk into the shoe shop and say, oh, I've got really sore ankles. I need some shoes. They go, not a problem. Here's your shoes. Go. They've, they've done their job. To me, that is what happens when some people approach some marketing agencies is they go, I need a pair of shoes and they give them the pair of shoes and they leave. But when they're talking to you or if they're talking to me with coaching, we're not going to give them a pair of shoes. I'm going, sorry, you're not getting shoes from me until we do a proper assessment to find out what's going on with your business, then we'll address it. And yes, shoes may be part of it, but there's probably going to be a lot of other things as well. No, that's another good metaphor. I think it is like one of those things. If, if you know, while, while I could definitely like take on more business to just build the website to that thing, like until you have kind of like worked on that path together or totally understand what you're trying to build with them, it's it's like a uh, you know it's just not something that I I can do or want to do anymore because it's just uh, you want to make sure that you and that like I want to make sure that myself and the clinic are aligned. We understand what the objectives are, and then we're able to assess them together. And uh, when I'm providing services, it's you know I just did that service. But when we're trying to really work together on solutions or ways for them to achieve those clinical outcomes, it's much more satisfying on both ends. Um, I'm sure the clients I work with right now would uh, would definitely agree with that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's a it's an interesting topic because like I I really hope that this kind of information get out to podiatrists because. If someone's treating you just like, hey, we want to sell you these three services, like you should take a step back and yeah. really, you know, question like, do I need services or I need someone to really, you know, I'll get asked sometimes like, well, I don't want your consulting, I just want your services, and like, that's not something I can provide because I just like I know what where that road leads, and it leads to frustration on both sides of the equation. It does, and uh, and and I don't want that. You know, life's too short to have frustration. You know, frustrating interactions with other people. You know, I mean, I wouldn't continue this podcast if I wasn't have learning things from you, Tyson, or enjoying our time together. And I want to make sure that when I'm working with clients and other podiatrists, that we kind of build those positive, some you know, you know, rela- you know, working relationships that last years and not just you know months or weeks. So yeah, well, same thing. I've had some coaching clients that I've had two, three years that we've been working together and I've taken where their business was and they're now doing triple what they were doing. And they're making good money beforehand, but we've tripled their turnover. And they've just gone, yeah, why people don't do this, I don't know. And have been other people who will be with me three months, four months, maybe five, could be six, and they leave. You sort of get, yeah, we never really got to, you know, they, they had improvement, but they should have hung around. They should have stayed longer to get the double, the, yeah, double what they were doing, triple what they were doing, and it is, it's, it's all a long game. You got to, you got to play the long game. Yeah, I think, but it's just finding those people that you know you can play the long game with. That's uh, that's important on both sides. You know, there's some people that will come to me and do these things, and it's a reasonable fee. But I just yeah. like you know, unless you're willing to do the work with me, like uh, I, I just can't do it anymore. So I think it. Uh, it's 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 a great opportunity. There's lots of great opportunities, uh, whether it be your coaching or in the kind of digital marketing sphere to really help, um, pro, you know, project professionalism and really grow practice or you know, kind of uh, achieve these uh, clinical outcomes uh, and goals that people have. But they just have to, you know, be willing to do the work and and see it. Like I said, you know, investing in those solutions and uh, you know, really seeing it more than just paying for those services. Yeah, I do think it's. 
and this, like you said, there's going to be certain people where it's only going to suit them to do a short-term fix. That's what they want. Sometimes you've got to give them what they want. But, yeah, it's not always enjoyable working on quick fixes. It's And there's going to be certain people who will always see the value in the long game. Yeah. For sure. So, Jim, you got anything else to say or we're going to, going to call, going to wrap this one up? No, I think that's a good spot. I think, like you, like you said, uh, you know, Tyson provides uh, some great uh, podiatry coaching services. You know, I provide you know digital marketing did expertise. You say, did you say so, some great? Tyson provides some great coaching services. Tyson, yeah, Tyson, Tyson provide provides a, awesome you, coaching services. Some, some <laughs> means like not only do you provide coaching services, you provide these great. Uh, you know, you've got an upcoming course. I think it's starting here pretty soon in February. So uh, about, a, you know, about a week's time. Yeah, the uh, the twelve week podiatry business reboot, and exactly. I, so I think it may be very close to being full if not full already <laughs> <laughs> so, so so people will be wise to uh you know sign up for some of these things oh, it's gonna be a big year this year it's huge i've got so many I've got so many huge i've got so many ideas <laughs> in my head and and our, our marketing workshop in october is gonna be fantastic i'm gonna hold you to this jim i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna push for it okay <laughs> i'm feeling the pressure <laughs> oh yeah there's gonna be pressure i will talk to you next week all right tyson okay bye, bye. see ya Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.